Hey, and welcome to Stops and Starts, a women's hockey podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Glavin, and you're listening to episode eight. I think I almost forgot the name of my podcast when I was doing my intro right there, but um, hopefully things will go up from there. Um, You know, we have to start off, this is a hockey podcast, but we have to talk a little soccer to kick it off today. Um... The, as you know, Canada played USA this morning, 4 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I did not plan on getting up and watching it, but then I randomly woke up and couldn't fall asleep. Did something, did that stupid thing where you go on Instagram in the middle of the night, which is really dumb normally. But in this situation, I was reminded that there was a soccer game happening. So I went down and watched it. And lo and behold... Uh, it was zero zero when I started watching, um, and despite America um, controlling the play and stuff, Canada's D was so good, their goaltender was great, and they capitalized on their penalty kick, so they were able to win one nothing, um, and uh, made history, um, going to the gold medal uh, game in the Olympics for the first time ever. So super exciting to actually watch that live, um, on TV. Um, after the game, um, you know, obviously watching American coverage, the story is going to be about the U S women's national team. Um, and I thought it was interesting watching Megan Rapinoe's comments. Um, when she was getting interviewed, she went through, you know, her emotions and all this stuff and talked about all the reasons that they might've lost. And, um, you know, there was all these different reasons that she gave. And I mean, certainly eventually she acknowledged that, you know, the competition and the teams they play are great. Um, so that contributed to the loss, but, um, it was so interesting to hear her say that the team just kind of didn't have, how did she say it? Like they lost their joy and they've been playing without their joy. Um, so that's, that was just such an interesting comment and I, I want to come back to it later in the, co- in the podcast because I think that, um, a person could take that comment and dissect it a million different ways about soccer and certainly they already have. I was reading, um, Meg Linehan over at The Athletic, um, so that was a big, a big time quote that, that pe- that, uh, writers ran with, but, um, I think that her, just her comment about, you know, we lost a little bit of our joy, um, and the implication being that that was a contributing factor to their lack of success. Um, I just thought that was a really interesting comment and thought about how it could be applied to other, other aspects of life. So we might come back to that. We'll see. We're freestyling here today. Uh, I got a big day tomorrow after 16 and a half months at home. I'm actually going back to the office two days a week. Um, I've been working nonstop obviously, but, um, now we're apparently we're working at the office again two days a week with masks on, socially distanced. So we'll, we'll see. So like I say, big day tomorrow and we're just freestyling on the podcast tonight. Um, because that's how we roll. Okay. So college hockey last week. Uh, the only notable news is that, uh, Minnesota named, uh, two assistant coaches, they lost, um, their associate head coach and assistant coach to the St. Thomas Tommies, um, and so head coach Brad Frost had to find new coaches, uh, new assistant coaches, um, and he hired Natalie Darwitz and Jake Bobrowski from Hamline University. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly, that, that, that school. 
Um, so Natalie Darwitz is a, so that's a D3 school that they coached at. They had coached that, coached that program to a national runner up, um, and have had a winning record, etc. So very, they, they were successful coaching there. Um, Darwitz is a two-time national champion. She's an Olympian. I think she's a three-time Olympian. Um, and, um, and she's also coached at, um, University of Minnesota previously as an assistant coach. So now she's kind of going back to her, her old, her old roots, um, which is funny because that's what Laura Schuler did, um, up at UMD just a few weeks ago when she went back there. Um, so I guess that's the theme this year. Um, so Minnesota's just got, you know, kind of a loaded, loaded coaching staff. Um, and it, it'll just be interesting to see, um, how quickly they can move the needle. I think there was some perception that um, Brad Frost and his previous staff were getting a little, just a little maybe complacent or, or soft or just not getting as much out of the athletes that, um, you know, they're not delivering at the level that they were capable of. So some shakeup in the coaching staff is, is, is probably not a bad thing. And um, we'll see what Natalie Darwitz and Jake... Bobrowski, if I, I hope I'm saying his name correctly. I, I might be not. Um, what we'll see what they do. Um, um, I, I think that this, uh, it, it kind of feels like Darwitz might be, is she supposed to be like the new Nadine Muserall who, who used to coach at Minnesota, um, and is very, um, energetic, hard on her, hard on her sleeve, um, calls it like it is as far as I can tell um just just tough tough kind of coach um so I, I, I'm trying I'm like is are they trying to like recreate that magic um or does coach Brad Frost see a completely different skill set in Darwitz um as a coach so I, I I don't know um but nonetheless curious to see what plays out at Minnesota um they won their last national championship in 2016 um, so if they win in 2022, which no one is saying that they're locked to do that, um, even though, um, certainly it's possible, um, they're a top five team in the country. Um, um, but anyways, if they were to win a national championship in 2022, it would be six years elapsed between national championships. And that's a long time for this program. Um, so... Uh, you know, Wisconsin went eight years between winning national championships when they, they kind of had their dynasty going. They won their last one in 2011, and then it took them until 2019 to win again. So it's not unheard of. Um, I don't think it's panic mode over at Minnesota, um, but it's just kind of curious to, to see what happens there with the new coaching staff. So that was about all that happened in college hockey last week that I can remember. So let's move on to the um, international. So Joel Johnson was named by USA Hockey that he's going to be the Olympic um, head coach for the women. Um, Probably not really a surprise there. I think it's nice for him and for everybody involved that they named him the coach for Worlds and Olympics and just got that out of the way rather than like making him jump through the hoop of worlds and then announcing one way or another after that. Um, so, so that's nice. So that's, that happened. Um, and then, um, the, 
the schedule for Worlds came out, which is super exciting because Worlds is set to start on August 20th. And like the games for the United States are going to be broadcast on the NHL Network live. And the schedule is such that the United States plays, their games are out either like in the, they're all in the evening. They're all after work if you're in Eastern time zone. So it's perfect. Um, Definitely better than getting up at 4 a.m. to watch the Canada-USA game for soccer today. Um, And definitely better than if the game was in the middle of the day and you were at work. So, but I am crossing my fingers that the NHL network um, shows the Canada games down here as well. And show, like, I'll take as many games as they want to show, you know. But if I, if I could only choose two, I would, I would hope they would show all the Canada games as well. Um, so, so, I guess I have to put it on my to-do list to actually get the exact times and then write it in my calendar so that I have that time, like, scheduled. Um, much like I did, um... In May, when the PWHPA was on TV. You know, it doesn't happen often, so you got to take advantage. Um, and something else um, that I just came aware of today was uh, Megan Mickelson, who is a defender for Canada. Um, she was posting on, on um, social media, and she indicated that she is seven weeks post-operation. Um, so, obviously, she's going through some adversity right now. I wouldn't know if she, I mean, is she going to be at Worlds if she just had surgery seven weeks ago? I wouldn't think so. Um, who knows, right? They haven't even named their roster yet, but I wouldn't, I, I, sadly, I, it sounds like Worlds might not be happening for Megan Mickelson yet again. And tragically, um, she, you know, she may have been named the roster if they actually, played the tournament in April, you know, like this, this rescheduling has had such implications because the fact that she's injured now, like that injury, I'm assuming she did get hurt and have to leave a game at the PWHPA event in Calgary in May. Um, so I'm assuming she got injured there. Um, well, I know you mean she got hurt and left the game. I, I shouldn't make an assumption about why she had a operation. Um, but you know, the dates do seem to kind of line up, but anyways, um, so that's just terrible for her. If she was, you know, like it's been almost two years and she's had, she was off for having children, etc., trying to make her second comeback. And like this COVID has not made it easy in any way, shape or form. So that was the, the, the international news this week, just that, um, you know, there's Canada's got one of their players that they've centralized is dealing with that injury. Um, the world's schedule is out and Joel Johnson's going to be the head coach for United States. Um, so then that brings us to the NWHL, the good old NWHL. I have to say I'm becoming more and more of a fan of them just because they're, the, I mean, I mean, I obviously enjoy hockey, but like they're there, they're, they're always doing something. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, I'm probably as much a fan of the NWHL as I've ever been. So I am just crossing my fingers that when their games stream in the fall, that the streams are good, good quality streams, because um, I would like to watch them. Um, but anyways, so what the good old NWHL was up to last week, they had their international draft, which I talked about last week. Um, it was still upcoming. 
So they drafted six players, um, and by international draft, that means players who were born or raised, whatever, not in the United States or Canada, and had not used their NCAA U sports or eligibility or been in the NWHL. Um, so it was, I had not heard of any of the players, which, because I don't follow European um, hockey or otherwise, um, other parts of the world. Um, so anyways, they, they had their draft and a Swedish goaltender went first overall, Lovisa Bernson, and she was drafted by Buffalo and they actually signed her. Um, so that is super cool. Like right then and there, I think it's like, okay, this international draft was a success. And especially if this lady comes over and plays and by all appearances, I mean, they signed her and she has a helmet that is Buffalo Buttes decorated and painted. So it really seems like it's happening. Um, so that's super cool. That's a real success of their international draft. Um, I don't know if any of the other women are going to sign, um, but just for information's sake, they signed a player from, or sorry, they drafted a player from um, Japan, two players from Hungary, the Sweden one I mentioned, um, there was a lady from Slovakia, and there was a player from Switzerland, which is really cool. Um, uh, the lady, and I, I don't, I don't know all their names, but, um, she was one of the, um, medalists, uh, bronze medalists for the Swiss Olympic team from 2014. So, um, so, so that was the international draft. Um, and they, at that event, they, you know, it was held on Twitch and they kind of shared some information. And then in the, the next day, they, sh- they kind of confirmed what they said at the international draft, which was that, opening weekend is going to be November 6th. So again, things to put on the calendar if you're a women's hockey fan, because they stream the games on Twitch, um, which is just like a mobile streaming thing and they're free. And, um, yeah, so that's an option for hockey. If a person is looking for it to watch, um, so I'm trying to think what else they did last week. I think that was about it. They didn't hire anybody, just kind of kept puttering along with the signings. Um, and, oh, of note was, so at the end of July, they had like 55, remember this is a 16 league, they had 55 players signed. So just shortly, I guess that's, maybe is that almost three teams, close to three teams. Um, interestingly, um, the way it breaks down is, Buffalo has signed like over 20 players and then, um, two teams, no, sorry, three teams have signed like 11 ish. Um, yep. And then, uh, um, Minnesota and Boston, God knows why they have not announced any signings. And I think that's just how they roll. I mean, they have the deepest teams. They have the deepest pool of local talent Uh, They're spoiled, Um, and they've won the last two uh, Isabel Cups, Um, so there's certainly not any concern like, oh, they can't find players, or they can't find good players. No concern. They're going to have the deepest rosters, uh, in my opinion. Um, And uh, Paul Mara, but it's just, it's like, guys, come on, sign some people, announce it, share the info, you know, like, we're bored over here. 
Um, so, um, hopefully they'll drop some information soon. Um, Paul Mara, coach of the Boston Pride, um, tweeted last week, uh, kind of teased something. And he said that the Boston Pride have a big announcement to make on Wednesday and they, um, they love winning and they're going to do more winning and they have a big announcement on Wednesday. So... What do you think it is? I'm hoping that, it, I mean, it better not just be like, oh, here's three players we signed. I mean, if you're going to tease it and you're going to kind of be like, yeah, we love to win and, you know, talk a little trash and be like, you know, we're going to keep winning. You better deliver on whatever your announcement is. I don't want new uniforms. I don't want a new mascot. I want to hear like drop like 10 or more signings or um, drop like maybe if it's only a couple signings, maybe they're huge names like people that are coming over from the PWHPA or something like that. Um, stars coming over from the PWHPA. That would be super cool. Um, or yeah, I so I hope that their Wednesday announcement is really exciting. Um, but who knows? Um, but talking about like signings and stuff like that, I have not like scrutinized all the rosters or anything like that, but I did spend some time kind of going through, um, a couple of the team's rosters, obviously not, um, Minnesota and Boston cause they haven't signed anyone yet this year and they're, they're one year contacts contracts. So they kind of start over fresh each year. Um, but, um, you know, it's kind of hard to like encapsulate like what level of players exist in the NWHL um, because there's some very good players. There's a former Olympian in Lisa Chesson. There's former national champions. There's a um, lot of players that had U18 experience with their national team. But then, you know, there's, all, there's, but then there's also players that just, you know, they were really like just role players when they were in college. Um, and so still very good hockey players. I was a role player. Nothing wrong with that. Um, these are all very good hockey players. But for all the excitement and chatter and talk around the NWHL, like I just think it's important not to lose sight of like, you know, the players themselves. These are not the greatest in the world. Um, those players are still sitting out trying to advance um advance the I guess infrastructure is the word just like make the women's game better get more money into it basically so it just tempers the excitement just the teeniest tiniest bit um just keeping that in mind and that's why when Palmar is teasing that he's got this big information to drop I'm just like oh my gosh I hope that there's just like some massive stars coming over and I, I don't even really I mean all I want is like what's best for women's hockey so if the if the stars sitting out one more year is gonna drive somehow more investment in the women's side the NWHL will be like oh we got to be better we got to be better if it's gonna if one more year is what's needed fine I guess that's what I want but short term right here in this moment I'm like ah, I, I just want like I want some crazy announcement on Wednesday um so we shall see what they deliver. It better be great. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it better be great. Um, so I don't know what else happened in the NWHL this week. I think that was about it. So before I sign off, I just wanted to touch back on um, what Megan Rapino said about how like the she thought that their team had lost their joy a little bit. And I know like a lot of cynical people were like, oh, come on, you guys weren't scoring goals. No wonder you weren't feeling the joy. You know, it's, I guess chicken and egg, what comes first, the joy or the winning? Um, but setting aside sports, just, I think it was such a good reminder to be like, um, just to reflect on like the things that we do on a daily basis and the things that I do on a daily basis, I should say, and reflect on like, okay, is this actually bringing me happiness or joy or am I conducting myself in a way where it's, um, just do, like getting the enjoyment out of it, you know? And I, I think being a hockey fan is a perfect example. Um, you know, uh, as an example, like it just finding the things that work for me doing those things. Like I get a kick out of this podcast. Um, at the same time, I know that Twitter's not for me in terms of a participating thing you know, so just like that mindfulness of being like, what is it that I actually enjoy? Um, you know, and focusing on, again, for me, like a huge thing I think in women's sport is just there's so much grow the game obsession that sometimes, and it's tough because that stuff is important, um, but sometimes I think it takes away from just just enjoy it, right? Um, and that's not me preaching to tell anyone else how they need to conduct themselves. That is my reminder to myself. Um, something that I try to just focus on that, you know, the whole reason, you know, I got into hockey was because it was fun. And the reason that I stay in hockey is, should still be because it's fun. All that other stuff about, um, empowerment and making the world a better place it is extremely important but if if the joy and the fun is like completely gone that all that other stuff is I don't know I just I don't know I guess just doesn't can't have one without the, the joy has to be there so um yeah that was just like a good reflection for me and I think that that um applies to like not just being a hockey fan it's parenting you know work striving for promotions at work you know what is the point of striving for the promotion you know is the joy going to go away um etc so just thought I was a really poignant um remark from Megan Rapino today um and I was so happy to see Canada win but I'm also that person that like I just have so much respect for all these athletes and it, there's always a loser. That's the nature of the game. As my son would say, it's a winning game. Um, 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 so there's always a loser, but still myself, I just have so much 
I mean, they're just an, an unreal team, that U.S. women's national team. And people say, like, championship teams, they, they all, people always try to hang on just, just one tournament too long or whatever. Or, you know, coaching staff just can't walk away from someone who's delivered in the past or whatever. But, um, you know, obviously that was a very disappointing tournament from, from the United States. And it's not over yet. But it was a disappointing tournament from the United States. Um, but also, hello, they were playing, great, you know, great teams. But... Um, it's for me it just doesn't change what they've delivered in the past like that 2019 world cup was fantastic and i have great memories of watching different parts of it and then going back to even the 2015 world cup um i think for that one i you know was a little bit not as into women's sports and i think we just caught on to it at the actual final and, like, Carly Lloyd went off, and I think she scored, like, three goals or something. It was crazy. Um, so, and, and then, you know, all the, the work that those guys do and, um, and the pressure that they work under, not that, well, much bigger scale than what the, the women's hockey team does, but, like, similar, you know, all the stuff that they fight for for equity, you know, not that different from like what what the United States women's hockey team did in 2017 and you just think god the pressure that they must be operating under where they're they got these off-ice distractions but they're so freaking important to them that they do devote their energy into it and then they come out here and try to perform their sport it's mind-boggling and um I think uh as a consumer even watching the United States have basically not a great tournament for me it just doesn't diminish how much I appreciate I appreciated that that crowd that group that core and the entertainment that they delivered and the change that they strived to deliver for years um just pretty amazing uh core and team and I guess they'll blow it up now well no they got they got to play their bronze medal game I keep forgetting and then they can blow it up and, and, and go on from there um but uh yeah so um, having said all that, let's see here. Oy. Um, I will try to hold on to some joy tomorrow while I wear my mask working at work for the first time in 16 and a half months. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so different. Wish me luck. Um, as always, just want to say thank you for listening. Um, and please do. Um, if you happen to listen to it on, whether you listen to it on Apple or Podbean, rate or review or subscribe. Um, I remember, uh, there was a, I think I have four, four ratings on Apple podcasts. So my goal is to make it to five by next week. So if you're listening and you're an Apple podcast person and you have not rated, go ahead and give me a rating. We'll try to get to five, uh, five ratings. Um, I remember Craig Custance's uh, podcast that he does. He used to, um, he, 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 he would just go on and say, okay, I got 146 reviews. My goal is to make it to 150 this week, guys. So somebody, you know, go on there. And he, he was, I came across as genuine and he would talk about how much he appreciated it. But anyways, I'm, so I'm channeling my Craig Custance podcasting skills here when I'm saying, I am at four and I'd like to get to five. So go ahead and hit that rating if you're so inclined and you're listening. I would really appreciate it. Um, 
And then the last thing I should say is that um, while I'm, I do have a um, Instagram account for Stops and Starts, the podcast. Um, so if you're on Instagram and you wanted to subscribe there, by all means, I'd love to see you over there too. So um, on that note, uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. And we will talk again next week when we find out what the news is that the Boston Pride and Palmara have to drop on Wednesday. That is my hockey excitement this week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.